The views expressed herein reflect the views of the Whistler Agency as of the date of publication. These views may change as conditions change. The views expressed herein are not intended and should not be construed as investment advice, and they do not address any individual's specific situation. Welcome to Whistler While You Retire with Tim Whistler from the Whistler Agency. Here you will learn how Tim helps clients avoid taking unnecessary risks in retirement. With a fiduciary responsibility, Tim's mission is to help retirees and soon-to-be retirees create a greater sense of confidence about their retirement plan. Now, on to the show. How random is your retirement? This is the Whistler While You Retire podcast with Tim Whistler of the Whistler Agency. And in this episode, Tim helps us understand some key points about retirement accounts as we transition from working and contributing to them to retirement and withdrawing from them. I'm Patrice Sikora. Tim, to begin, would you review some key points you made in earlier podcasts about retirement and the role of a 401k? Absolutely, Patrice. In fact, you've probably heard the phrase, hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? I think I heard it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, this saying is particularly helpful to follow when it comes to your retirement years. So, you know, think about think about this journey. You're so excited for this new chapter of life because of the time freedom that it offers. You're no longer working 40 plus hours a week. You're not missing time with your family and you're just ready for the physical and mental break from all of those tasks and responsibilities. Now you're being handed that paperwork for the exit process from your job. And one of those documents pertains to your 401k and it presents options as to what you want to do with those funds. And how do you choose which option is best? Hmm. So I like for folks, folks to kind of think back and kind of reflect back on all those previous decades. Your 401k had one job, and that was to grow, period. Mm-hmm. Just accumulate wealth, accumulate value, you know, between your contributions and the contributions for your from your company, combine that with the performance of the funds that sat inside your 401k. The purpose of that account was to accumulate as much in value as possible. But now you're retiring. And with your retirement, your 401k is also about to transition from a wealth accumulation machine into an income distribution machine. Now, this is this echoes what you've said in previous episodes when you mentioned the two phases of life. That's exactly right. And, and you, can you remember again, what are those two phases? I can. The accumulation <laughs> phase and the distribution phase. All right. Excellent. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and this, this is how the correlation works together. During the working years, which is, again, the accumulation phase, our 401k is a wealth accumulation machine. That's its purpose. Then we reach the mountaintop and now we retire and now we're going to descend the mountain. And this is then when we enter into the distribution phase in which time the 401k, or you know, if we've rolled it into an IRA, that account must become an income distribution machine. And again, I'm gonna just kind of repeat that again because it's so critical for our listener to understand this. Our 401k was once a wealth accumulation machine, but as soon as you retire, it must become mm-hmm. an income distribution machine. Okay, and, and you also mentioned something else in previous episodes, the idea of an ROI, but that also changes from working to retirement, ROI. Tell me about that. Absolutely. During the accumulation phase, the ROI is one that most people are familiar with. That ROI is known as return on investment. 
You know, again, we mm-hmm. just want that account value to simply grow. But now when we transition into the distribution phase, the ROI must also make a transition because now the ROI should be all about reliability of income. Of course. I mean, during retirement, that is our income. That's exactly right. So I've got a quick question here for you to help me illustrate this. Patrice, what are a couple of similarities between a Corvette and a Jeep? Well, they're, they're both vehicles. They've got wheels, a steering wheel. One may <laughs> yep. have, maybe they both have a shift. I don't know. Maybe they're both fixed, you know. <laughs> you, you got it, exactly. But what would, if, we, if we'd wanted to identify the one major difference between the two vehicles, what do you think maybe one of the differences might be between the two vehicles? I don't think I can afford a Corvette, and I probably would opt for the Jeep if I have to choose between the two. But one is, um, the Corvette's, it's a flashier machine. Mm-hmm. The Jeep is more of a functional machine. Absolutely. You know, if we think about but what both vehicles will do, both of them will get you where you want to go. Right. So the, the Corvette may get you there faster because it's built for, mm-hmm. for speed, it's built for performance, but you may be able to take a little bit rougher of a terrain on that journey with the Jeep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so my point is in asking you that question, the vehicle that you use to accumulate wealth may not be the best vehicle you want to use when it comes to distributing income. Oh, right. I get that because retirement is different from what we've been doing while we've been working. So I, yeah, it would make sense to have some kind of changes. Right. So the train may be a little bit more bumpy, if, if you will, as opposed to just the years of working and just simply trying to accumulate wealth. Because one of the things that we just don't know about, one of the uncertainties when it comes to retirement is that we, that we just don't know what type of market we're going to, ret- we're going to retire into. Mm-hmm. So are you retiring into a stable market where investment for performance is strong and it looks positive for the future? Or are you retiring into a volatile market where maybe there's uncertainty that's wreaking havoc on, a, on account values? Well, also that may not last either, either one of them. I mean, things are, as you say, volatile no matter what. Exactly. And that's then why we, where I kind of pull in that phrase at the very beginning from hope for the best, but plan for the worst, because you know everyone's definition of a volatile market may look different. So let's take out the element of perception and look at reality. So for example, if you did a little bit of research and you began with research back to the year 2000 and looked at every single year all the way through 2019 and looked at the performance of the S&P 500. So not to put you on the spot, but just because again, this I kind of caught you off guard with this question, but how many years do you think of those 20 years, how many years of those 20 did you think that there might have been just a single digit return? In other words, it was either down a single digit or up a single digit. Okay. Of those 20 years, how many do you think? Positive or negative, then I'd go Pos- with, I'd say five or six. Spot on. Well done. The answer is six. <laughs> oh, right. And yep. So that, what that means is the other 14 years had double digit returns, minuses or pluses. And in fact, if we think back to the years of 2000 through 2009, most of us are familiar with the fact that that was known as the lost decade yeah. because it only had, you know, it had four negative years of volatility, but the severity was so substantial that if we just put money into it at the beginning of 2000, left it alone at the end of 09, it was actually worth less. So there are certainly going to be days of sunshine and rainbows and great times during your retirement years. And that's important to remember, you know, this message is not all about doom and gloom. That's not what I'm trying to, okay. to, to, to draw up here, but it's so critical 
to be prepared for those times when the storms arrive because they usually don't last long, but the damage can be detrimental. You know, for example, you know, here in the Midwest, we're exposed to tornadoes. Mm. You think about what a tornado does. Does it last long? It, not long at all. It's seconds, minutes on the ground, but it can take months and years to recover from the damage that's caused by a tornado. So then as we're retiring, if we're moving into a volatile market, as soon as that happens, we can see a lot of damage? Absolutely, we can. That's exactly right. And and here is everything I've been building up to to this point. We can't afford to miss this. As soon as you begin taking withdrawals from your retirement account, you are now exposed to sequence of returns risk. Huh? (laughs) Exactly. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) It's called sequence of returns risk. Sequence of returns risk. Exactly. Okay. So think back to my comment earlier about the the market that we're retiring into. Retiring into, is it a stable market Uh or is it a volatile market? So for example, if we look back at the years in which we were employed, okay, if we experienced a volatile market during those working years and we saw the 401k statement maybe be worth a little bit less than the previous statement, what was one of our normal reactions to that? I I wasn't too upset because I figured I've got time. No, no problem. Let's, uh, we'll come back. Exactly. It'll come back. Maybe if we want to maybe, you know, reallocate a little bit, we can do that based upon an individual's talents for risk, possibly based upon how many years from retirement he or she is based upon the severity of the the volatility. You know, those are just a couple of factors that might determine the reaction to possibly repositioning the funds. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if we're several years away from retirement, we're not really concerned because we have that key asset called time to recover. Right, right. But what about those retirees who are right there? And that's the key. That's where now all of a sudden we have to start looking at this from a different lens because we lose the element of time the more birthdays that we celebrate. As we step into retirement, again, it's it's all about understanding that when we retire mm-hmm. and we are no longer receiving a paycheck, we need income, correct? We need another paycheck. Absolutely. We have to have that income to fund the lifestyle we want to have in retirement. So this is where now we have to kind of go into a different method. We have to change our vehicle a little bit because if we need to have income being produced from this distribution machine, doesn't it make sense to protect the account value of that machine? Absolutely. So therefore... We have to understand how a sequence of returns affects us in retirement. So to help us illustrate this, um, if you have a pen and paper handy. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, perfect. So this will be simple. This is not going to be long and drawn out, and there's not going to be a test afterwards either. Can I use a calculator? Can I use my (laughs) calculator? (laughs) (laughs) You'll need six rows and three columns. So, you know, with the first row being your column headings. So across your three columns, go ahead and label the first column as year. Mm -hmm. The next column, market A. Okay. And then the third column, market B. Got it. Very deep, right? Yes. That's good. <laughs> I'm not under... worried yet. I'm not worried yet. <laughs> good. Yeah. Don't worry. This does not get that deep. <laughs> then underneath year, just go down the next five rows. Just label them one, two, three, four, five as you go down the sheet. Okay. Because we're basically going to simulate five different years from two different markets. Make sense? Okay. What, oh, what oh. are markets? Okay. So under market A, Starting with year one down to year five, let's go with these. Let's go with these returns. Okay. A positive eight percent, a negative nineteen percent, a negative twelve percent, 
a positive 21%. Ooh, I like that one. Yes, that's a nice one. And then a positive 9%. Okay. Okay. So then let's look over to the column for market B. Here are the five years, one through five. Mm-hmm. 9%. Plus? 20, yep, yeah, plus, plus nine. Okay. Yep. Plus 21. Minus 12. <gasps> minus 19. I see the trick. You see it? Plus eight. <laughs> plus eight. You got it. <laughs> and the similarities were what? They're, just, it's just opposite. That it's just, just inverse. Reverse. Inverse, yeah. You got it. They just simply reversed, okay? So, again, just for hypothetical purposes, let's say that we had $100,000 in a 401k, and we experienced the first five years of market A, okay? The $100,000 would have a different worth at the end of five years. I don't know what the number is. We're not worried about the math, right, okay? Right, right. If we look at the $100,000 and apply that same $100,000 to a 401k in market B. That would be considerably different. Well, it, it could be. And, and, here's, here's, and you're exactly right. This is where I'm going with that. Without doing the math and looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. okay, even though the numbers are in a different order, the ending balances will be the same because we started with the same. We use the same five years of performance. They were just in a different order, but the total values at the end between market A and market B will will match up. They will be the exact same. Oh, tricky, tricky. Okay. So here is where we start looking at this. If we decide to start looking at markets. Now, again, we we have no idea. We have no idea what markets are going to do, but we've established this many times. I'll ask the question again. When you retire... And that 401k transitions from a wealth building machine. What now do we need from that 401k? We need the income. You need income. Okay. So here is where this gets important because retirement is not about assets. It's about income. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cash flow. Cash flow is king. So here's the purpose behind this exercise. Now we add in the element of an annual withdrawal for each year because you are retired and you need the income to fund your retirement. Okay. Mm -hmm. So- let me ask you a question. Okay. Does your utility company stop billing you just because the market lost 19%? Oh, dear. I have not had that happen yet. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. The, the bills continue to come in despite the fact that the, that the account is exposed to some volatility, and we still need income to pay those bills. Right. So this is where this element is so important to understand. The bills will continue to come in, so therefore the, in, the income must continue to come in. But how scary is it to see the account value from that income distribution machine being reduced not only by the withdrawal that we need, but also due to a severe volatile market right, volatility? Right. But I again, mean, how... with market B, at least the first couple of years, it would be better. You, you would see better numbers on your returns than market A. But at the very end, you're right. They're the same. It's exactly right. And and here's here's where the differences lie. Here's where that risk comes into play. Mm-hmm. As soon as you introduce the element of an annual withdrawal, the account values between the, the two markets will not match due to the sequence of those returns. Right, right. It's important to understand that that of you know the risk of what can happen, like you said, if you retire when the market is more volatile than stable. So again, looking at market A, we just came up with a simulation that two of the first three years were extremely volatile. Right. Whereas market B, we had a couple of good years of growth. All of a sudden, we had 30% of growth, gross, I should say, returns added to our account value. That gives us a little extra boost. So as we're taking those withdrawals, the account value is not going down as quickly. But that's, unfortunately, in retirement, we don't get to have that say. Right. Or do we? 
So, so here's, here's kind of how I like to help a client understand this for the first time when they've heard of sequence of returns risk. Because again, we have to take income from our account. That's the whole point. We may not have enough income from Social Security. We may or may not have a pension. So all of the years of working and saving and building wealth are there to distribute income for our retirement. So if all of a sudden now we are retiring in a volatile market and we're seeing our account value go down faster than just the withdrawals, we may actually have to do what? We may have to withdraw a little bit less. Exactly. We may have to give up some of the things that we wanted to do to kick off retirement. Perhaps we have to postpone the cruise or the trip or even the purchase of a vacation home. You know, and, and what makes it what could make it worse is that the loss of the account value may scare you so badly that you respond with a knee-jerk reaction by moving maybe a large portion of it to cash. And then like you said, it's upswings right after that and we miss it. Now we've compounded the problem, made it worse. So now all of a sudden, you know, retirement was just supposed to be full of sunshine and rainbows with, with pots of gold and seeing the grandkids all the time. Now all of a sudden your stress level's ele- elevated. You're not sleeping, We're, you're lost patience with our spouse, with your grandkids. The snowball effect is very real and very, very harmful. And, and I'm painting quite the lovely picture for retirement, aren't I? Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's but, exactly but right. No, I, I see exactly where you're going with it. And you had a podcast previously that was very insightful about zero being the hero. That's exactly right. That, that's exactly what we were trying to, to build from because, again, there's been so much of the same outdated information that's been ingrained into our heads all these years. And here's some of the common phrases that I've heard that's been used with clients over the years. You know, the market is a risk-reward environment. You have to take on some risk if you want reward. We've all heard that one. If you get out of the market now because it went down in volatility or it's, it's down because of volatility, you'll miss out on the recovery. The market will recover. It always does. Just we, We've heard those popular phrases. But, you know, again, we can't accurately predict the future and know exactly how the market will perform within those first few critical years of your, your retirement. And this is where you should consider changing vehicles for that journey into retirement, like switching from a Jeep to a Corvette or Jeep you know, to a Corvette or Corvette <laughs> to a Jeep, whatever the case might be. We now need safety to protect the value of the income distribution machine, but banks aren't paying anything. Right. So, so here's the answer. It's not about completely avoiding the market but rather realizing the benefits of the market. In fact, this current environment of the market is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of this strategy because the resource that I share with clients allows them to have a position in the market or in an index per se, but your account value is completely sheltered from the volatility of the market or from that index. And when that market or index has a positive performance, you have the opportunity to receive a portion of the growth, which is added to your account value. And then each year the index has an anniversary, any growth that's earned is added to your account value. And now that's the new number that will be protected for the upcoming year should the market go the other way. Mm-hmm. And that's then what you just kind of alluded to. Zero is the hero. And you remember the, our, our character's name in that story? That was Judy. Judy. You're exactly right. You know, Judy experienced firsthand the benefits of how she realized growth in that one year. And you got and cookies. Then, it's, that's right. <laughs> we got cookies involved, you know, and then the very next year, what happened? The, the market went down, but she, she got a zero for that. Zero was the hero because her account value was protected from, from the volatility, which resulted in her account receiving a zero instead mm-hmm. of a negative number. Right. And in this strategy, because we are now avoiding double digit losses, 
we don't have to be as concerned about double digit returns because again, here's a quick quiz for you. When we're retired and the distribution phase of life, the ROI is? The retirement on income. Yes, the reliability of income. That's exactly right. This may be the first time that our listeners heard about a sequence of returns yeah. risk. And if so, I certainly hope that they see the importance of identifying it and building a plan to mitigate it. Because again, it's not, it's not a detrimental impact upon the vehicle we use to build the wealth, but that same vehicle we use to build the wealth may not do as good of a job to distribute the income we need in retirement. Mm -hmm. So this is where I encourage you know our listeners to reach out, schedule a time to begin that conversation. We start talking about you know especially if we're within a few years of retirement or maybe we're on that we're at that threshold right now. You know how do we protect the value of that machine that needs to distribute income against the sequence of returns risk? And that was exactly the question I was just formulating here. When is the best time to well? How soon should you make that change? When is the best time to make that change? As we're still working, as we know, the 401k is not something we really have too much access to. We might have a little bit. We might have what they call an in-service distribution, for example. Until that time comes when we truly sever employment, as we start step, stepping into that phase, we might want to start going maybe into a little bit more of a defensive position, per se. Maybe we, we kind of pull back a little bit on the exposure to some volatility. Maybe we get a little bit more defensive. And then... Like I said at the very beginning, once we have that paperwork in hand and we try to decide what do we do with the 401k, this is now where the conversation gets very important mm -hmm. because now then we can start exploring ideas of saying, okay, as we roll that 401k into an IRA, which vehicle or vehicles should we use to number one, hedge against sequence of returns risk and number two, create that income you need to fund your ideal retirement? Are there different vehicles that will give you better returns? There, there can be, yes. If, if you think of, this is how I've always kind of shared this with clients. Think of three simple characteristics, safety, growth, and liquidity. Okay. Mm -hmm. Think about each of those three. Now, and I'll kind of throw out, uh, and most, most investment vehicle in one shape or another usually has two of those three. So for example, let's give the example of a CD. Safety, growth, and liquidity. What's a CD do? It provides safety. It's liquid. But is it growing anymore? Not now. Not now. Exactly right. So it gets, gets us two of the three. Let me give an example. Let's say let's let's pick an equity account. Let's say it's we're going to pick a large cap equity account. Okay. Growth. Obviously, we have opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Liquidity. We have access to it. Is it 100% safe? No. No. So, so that's ideally. So in the proper retirement planning strategy, we need to incorporate multiple vehicles because each vehicle or each what i say is is maybe each account has purpose you know this bucket of money over here has the element of safety and growth maybe maybe it's not as liquid as we need it for it to be okay then let's create another bucket of money that has that liquidity in it so for example if all of a sudden now in that one particular week of life when as we know life happens without our permission all the time <laughs> we have access to that bucket of money to maybe fix the roof and put new brakes on the car in that same week. We have access to those funds because those funds, the purpose of those funds is, is purely liquid. So yes, having multiple vehicles or multiple accounts with purpose is a very, very wise strategy when it comes to stepping into retirement years. Tim, all of this is um, really ear opening, so to speak. How can <laughs> listeners contact you if they want to talk some more about this? Well, they can reach me a couple of different ways. I'm very accessible by phone and as well as by email. So my office phone number is 
0491. And my email address is not too hard to understand. If you know my name, you got half of it down. It's Tim <laughs> at thewhistleragency.com. And there's no T in Whistler, by the way. No T in Whistler. No. That's right. <laughs> Tim Whistler of the Whistler Agency. And as a reminder, again, Whistler without the T. To subscribe to all of Tim's Whistler While You Retire podcasts, use the subscribe button on this page. And you can also, of course, share with the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora. Let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Whistler While You Retire. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Whistler Agency. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advisory and financial planning services offered through Simplicity Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance, consulting, and education services offered through the Whistler Agency. The Whistler Agency is a separate and unaffiliated entity from Simplicity Wealth LLC. Any transaction that involves a recommendation to liquidate a securities product, including those within an IRA, 401k, or other retirement plan, for the purchase of an annuity or for other similar purposes, can be conducted only by individuals currently affiliated with a properly registered broker-dealer or registered investment advisor.